podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. Good How morning you, ladies? to you, too. Thank you. Good. Good. Yes, excellent. <laughs> um, how are you ladies today? How was your week? Huh, busy. Busy week. Yeah. 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 School yeah. stuff and mostly crazy school stuff. stuff. And- Actually, sister sister had a birthday. You know what nice. she does every year. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And it fell uh during the week and yeah, and so that was really fun. We had we had um I don't know if you guys I don't know if Jess Bray's is a chain that is anywhere outside of Halton, which is where my parents mm. are, which is where my sister is. But basically so. it's like fusion fusion yeah, I can't talk fusion fast food. So it was like mm. kimchi bap poutine, which was amazing. And then like this Nashville chicken sandwich thing with like fried chicken oh my gosh you guys it was so good I okay. paid for it the next day I was like I felt disgusting but I was I it was worth it oh, worth it, it okay so yeah that's, that's great funny. so birthdays my um my four-year-old almost five-year-old nephew mm. still gets to pick out the cake for everybody so it doesn't matter whose birthday it is he's <laughs> the one who gets to decide what the cake is that's and great. then also what goes on top of the cake so I think it was for my dad's birthday or something one time and we put happy or we put Thomas the train on the cake like just the letters <laughs> the writing Thomas the train on the top of the cake so that yeah yeah so that he so happy. feels good Mm-hmm. Great. Two of my siblings also had birthdays this week, actually, really? on oh, wow. on Monday and Tuesday. No, Sunday and Monday, the ninth and the tenth. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, so that's good. We so like many birthdays, mm-hmm. so many birthdays. Yeah. I always feel bad for people whose birthdays fall really near Christmas. You know, like yeah. my little nephew, his is December twelfth, so it's getting up there. But there's one person I know whose birthday is on Christmas. Yeah, I know. So it's like that. half the day is spent celebrating Christmas the other half of the day is spent celebrating birthdays but just, you know it's just kind of yeah mine's in <laughs> yeah. February so it's like you get Christmas and all the glow good. and then you get into winter and then everything mm. gets depressing but then your birthday comes and it's good yeah, well, that's, that's nice that that's good. awesome it's like early that's early January like January February birthdays are like it's like well placed mm. you know I don't know definitely can I tell you guys I had speaking of Christmas um I was helping my sister do some crafts for this craft fair thing (laughs) and so I was doing some painting of these Christmas bulbs you know I was like it'd be kind of funny I wonder if people would like this or would think it's just humorous so I painted the Christmas bulbs with all this nice like snow look really nice Mm -hmm. and then I put Mm -hmm. 2020 on it and then on the other side I put dumpster fire (laughs) on it (laughs) so so I was like either people are gonna think it's totally awful I think people are gonna love it I think, yeah, because yeah. it's, you know, yeah. it's just one of those things. Because like, kind of want to remember it that way, in a way, like you want to laugh about it and you want to have an ornament that, you know, everybody go buy Aaron's sister's ornaments that are perfectly right. descriptive of the year. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh Gosh. man. It's a good thing. God brings good out of all things, you know? True. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's introduce the topic for today. So 
today is obviously just the three of us. We are here mm-hmm. having a discussion ourselves. And that was so good. Um, also, Rachel, I just have to say, if anybody follows Rachel on Instagram, you do, is it Music Mondays? Yeah, Musical Mondays. Yeah. Okay, musical Mondays. So Rachel goes on Instagram and she sings a song from some kind of musical and then people have to guess what it is, you know, and she's just very well versed in, in musicals. So <laughs> it's, musicals. you know, yeah, that is really fun. Yeah, so, it's yeah, super so fun. I, I, I'm like, I always, my thing is, I always say I hate musicals. I don't hate right. musicals. I just don't <laughs> listen to them ever. Pretty Which much. is fair. I know people who really do hate musicals and I understand, <laughs> but I, I really love them. And that's and just, I know. that's them. good. Yeah. That's good. I just, it's just funny because I'm doing a PhD in music. So you'd think I at least would like them a little bit, but. I feel like a lot oh, of music like people don't, though, because they're like, ah, oh, so, uh, you yeah. know, again, I get it. <laughs> so, I'm that's not funny. Sure. But anyways, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to film it sometimes, but I have been known to drive around like downtown Toronto or somewhere with windows open, blasting Defying Gravity and then singing it at people. I can confirm because I have been in the car with Aaron on more than one occasion with the windows down, singing Defying uh, Gravity, which uh, I actually can sing parts of because it's, it's so baby. funny it's so though. Because okay, people are can, eyes are like, "What is happening?" I love if that. You though, do that. I love I'll give that. you an Instagram takeover for my personal oh, account, and then you can do oh, a musical perfect. Monday. Awesome. <laughs> That's we'll amazing. Do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. We'll plan it. So done. if I go on my bicycle, I don't have a car, but if I go on my bicycle and sing a musical, yeah, you song, could do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You then you can take it over on another point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many things to look forward to. <laughs> in 2021, the non dumpster yeah, yeah, fire yeah. year. We hope, we hope. That's yeah. right. Please, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so back to the topic of the day. Today's topic is um, this is actually airing on the feast day of St. John of the Cross. So um, we thought that it would be a great idea to just actually talk about St. John of the Cross and um, a little bit about him. And then we have a really great quote. Um, and just our own experience with St. John of the Cross. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, as a way of getting to know the man who is a big inspiration for this podcast yeah. um, and where we got the name In the Thicket. So if you are yeah. wondering about the name In the Thicket, we have a, a little mini episode of why the name In the Thicket. And so that goes yeah. into the actual quote that inspired um, that inspired the name. But yeah, so, okay. So here is a little bit about St. John of the Cross. So he was born in 1542 died in 1591 and um he was a carmelite so he he basically came from um a a poor family because his father died and um and his mother was working i think as a seamstress and so they were very poor when he was young and he ended up going uh joining the carmelite order and he took the name at first john of saint matthias which is also yeah so he went to the university uh, in Salamanca to study theology and philosophy he he definitely became like an expert in scripture so he was a scripture theologian and especially also in um the song of songs so he was Mm. he was definitely a real kind of academic in that area and he actually translated it into Spanish which was controversial because there it was forbidden at the time to translate the bible into other languages other than Latin because mm-hmm. um, it was meant to protect the original meaning of scripture, right? So that mm-hmm. that, that um, the words of scripture wouldn't be translated um, improperly. 
mm-hmm. and he became a priest. He after and after he became a priest, he actually considered joining the Carthusian order. So like the the like super uh in crazy like hmm. contemplative like monastic you know where they have their individual cells and they have basically just all day kind of in silence except for the time that they come together to chant the office in common and so that was kind of the life that he was that he was looking for or that he felt called to but then he happened to meet saint Teresa of avila and um yeah, she was a Carmelite nun, and she asked him to join her in reforming the Carmelite order. So at mm. the time, the Carmelite order had kind of fallen away from some of the more, um, some of the original practices of mm-hmm. um, of the original rule. And so Teresa had this, and Teresa is also one of my favorite saints. Like she, she is like right up there, you know, with, with, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Mother Teresa and, mm. Padre Pio and Jump All Two and yeah. So she uh she really had this desire in her heart to kind of bring things back to the original rule, which was much more looking at like penance and a strict um strict rule and um protecting, you know, the the quiet and the mm-hmm. the ability to pray in in the convent and those kind of things. So she asked him to kind of come along with her in that mission. And so he did. And um they founded a new monastery. And they kind of traveled. He actually traveled like, I forget what the number that I read was, like 18,000 miles or something like that oh. all over Spain by foot. <laughs> so oh. the original, you know, so. Uh, what is the thing called where you walk a long time uh, the, in Spain? Want, oh, the, oh, the Camino. Know, like, the Camino, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had his like own personal Camino. We should make a thing of that, you know, like. Here's the Camino of John of the Cross. You just basically yeah, walk from one end of Spain all over yeah, wherever you right. want till you've walked 18,000 miles and then you can <laughs> stop wherever you are and mm-hmm. die because that's a <laughs> That's what he did. Uh, he just, okay, anyways, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, it's so good. So, um, so basically, obviously, as you can imagine, for both Teresa and John, reforming the Carmelite order was met with like a huge amount of resistance because... Mm-hmm. Um, some of those who did not want to see any of the more austere measures introduced were very opposed to this um, reforming of things. And so he actually was kidnapped by his own order and um, brought before court and placed on trial for disobedience and was punished uh, by imprisonment. So there was like a cell in the monastery that he was at that was so small that he could barely lie on the floor he was fed only bread and water maybe a little bit of salt fish every once in a while every week he was taken to public and lashed and then returned to his cell um and he the only things that he had were a prayer book and an oil lamp to read it by and um and to pass the time he wrote some poems on paper that was smuggled to him by the friar who was guarding his cell so he would um he basically became this influential kind of poet and he wrote these beautiful things like the ascent of Mount Carmel, who uh, one of our other guests has uh, helpfully uh, let us know that if you are reading John of the Cross, you have to read. He's really known for Dark Night of the Soul, right, where he talks about um, the night of the sense and the night of the spirit, which are these two uh, very profound 
times of desolation that the soul goes through in its purification. And, but that is meant to be read with the ascent of Mount Carmel. And he wrote so beautifully about the song of songs and the love of God for the soul, but also because of this experience of suffering that he encountered that was so profound. There's so much that came out of that from him in terms of um, in terms of suffering and the necessity of suffering and the purification of the soul and um, the presence of God in it and the love of God in it and all of these all of these crazy things. So he, along with a lot of the other mystics of that time, like Teresa of Avila, Catherine of Siena, um, they all these mystics kind of wrote a lot of what we would say as the kind of roadmap of the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. So how we go through these purifications and grow deeper um, within that relationship of, of love with God. And yeah, so he's a part of that, a part of that huge um, tradition. So good news. Uh, eventually mm -hmm. he managed to pry open his cell door from its hinges and escape. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. So he didn't die in that cell, which is great. And then it, it actually, it eventually was uh, Pope Gregory who kind of authorized the split of the Carmelites. So you have the Discalced Carmelites, which were Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, kind of, mm -hmm. and they were called Discalced because they didn't, they didn't wear sandals, like sandals. they didn't wear anything on their feet. And then the rest of the orders. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's basically it. He died of an infection on December 14th, 1591. And even in burial, there was disagreement uh, about where he should be buried. So they cut him up and buried him in different places. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. His body in different places. That is yeah. such a Catholic so, thing. <laughs> I know, right? So that is oh. that is your little bit of history <laughs> on uh, St. John of the Cross. Yeah. yeah. So maybe um, I'll uh, turn, it over to, turn it over to you, Lee. So in terms of... Um, how he's maybe either showed up in your life or, or like connections to John of the Cross. What have you, what have you found in your lives? Maybe we'll start with you, Rachel. Sure. Um, so I feel like I've known about him and kind of known him most of my life because my, uh, my uncle who's priest, he has a great devotion to a lot of the saints. I grew up sort of with him and, and my whole family. And so St. Teresa of Avila was like, just huge part of, you know, my, like a big relationship, I guess, in my life. And truly, like, I remember in high school, I read the story of a soul, uh, not the story of soul, St. Teresa, um, but her, her own autobiography, St. Teresa's autobiography. And, um, oh, yeah. and I just really identified with her a lot. And so, and I knew she had this friend who she just loved so dearly, um, who was St. John. And there was this relationship. It wasn't necessarily like St. Francis and Claire, but it was like, it was, yeah, this sort of like this incredibly deep love that the two of them shared, even though they weren't always together, they were really together in the, in the project that they were working on, you know? And I think so. And then the thing that struck me about him was just like, he had this, like this incredibly soft heart because he was, he really was a poet. And I think as a creative, like somebody mm. who loves music, somebody who loves writing and reading, like there was an access to God that he had that spoke a language that I really um, that resonated with me, you know? Um, and so I just love that he wasn't afraid. Like he talks, when he talks about some of his poems are really, um, intense, you know, in terms of how he positions himself before God, like he really positions himself for God as a lover, which makes sense when you're talking about mm -hmm. his knowledge of the song of songs. Like I didn't, I didn't actually know he was so well studied in that, but it makes sense because of the way that he writes about his relationship with God is really in that way, almost like a romantic kind of mm -hmm. way. Um, 
Um, and then just his humility too, just the, the suffering that he had to go through having like his own turn against him, you know, which is um, so hard. Like it's really hard when anyone turns against you, but to have people within your own sort of family community that you've discerned with and that you've welcomed you in become your people. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. For them to Mm -hmm. not just turn against you, but, but like turn to imprison you and and torture and torture. Yeah. Yeah. And tortured. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. so yeah. So I just, I, don't have, I was like, I just feel this affinity to like, no, that's not, I've never experienced that in my life. But I, mm. I just, yeah, I really, um, I have like a really soft place in my heart for St. John mm. of the Cross. I love him. Mm. That's yeah. great. How about you, Nicole? Yeah. yeah, I think the first time I really encountered um, John of the Cross was in a book called The Fulfillment of All Desire by Ralph Martin. And he takes... Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a good book. And he takes he takes like the five five of the big kind of I think it's like John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, Teresa of Lisieux, Catherine of Siena, and maybe Francis de Sales. Bernard of Clairvaux? Bernard maybe. Oh yeah, I forget. That's right. I think yeah, it might be Bernard of Clairvaux. Yeah. Bernard, yeah, okay. Um and he, he kind of takes their writings and synthesizes them in a way to talk about the spiritual life and growth. And I read the book a number of years ago and just found it so um illuminating Mm. for my own just life of prayer and I think I've read it a couple times and uh and so yeah so that was the first encounter with with John of the Cross but it's funny because I remember hearing um I think my parents had some like cassette tapes of a talk by Ralph Martin on John of the Cross and how he Mm. um he always found him really hard to read like kind of inaccessible but then that one day he just read it and everything kind of clicked for him. And then he, you know, became uh, snowballed into writing this book. Um, mm-hmm. So I always had it, but always in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, St. John of the Cross. If you read the original writings, it's hard. And so anytime I've tried to read, um, you know, Ascent of Mount Carmel or Dyke Nard of the Soul, I've always been like slightly intimidated, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny, even just as... Um, yeah, so so it's sort of that indirect connection with him. But even just hearing more of the story that I, I don't know if I've heard Aaron, um, mm. like all of those details, or at least it's been a while, you know, since I've heard his story. Um, and just thinking about, okay, this is somebody who was not free externally, right? Who's in prison mm-hmm, yeah. for this life, and yet continues to have this this freedom and this life that that he was giving in terms of his writings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and and yet it was this thing of um but not the not being settled with that also just not being like well I guess I'm gonna be in this prison for the rest of my life like he escaped yeah. how cool is that you know <laughs> yeah. and so um I don't know I'm just like kind of I think that's really beautiful mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah. anyways just yeah. pondering that right now too Can I also say, like, I don't know if you guys have done this, but I have definitely done this before. Like when I was kind of much like earlier, when I first had my conversion, I was like reading from the mystics. I was like, oh, I'm definitely in mansion eight of St. Teresa's (laughs) thing. And look at the, and then the more I've, have you? And the more like, but I I would have been like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) I would have been, I would, I would be like, I think I'm in mansion either nine 
or one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure though. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, I think that's even more true. Though. It's like, yeah, I could be in, you know, but exactly. And then the further I get, the more I'm like, no, no, I'm not even in the castle yet. Like, Can I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Can I'm, I be real? I'm with the moat. Yeah. So like, okay. I actually haven't read Interior Castle. I have not read Interior Castle. <gasps> and I know I haven't read it. <laughs> and, and I have, um, so Fulfillment of All Desire, which is the Ralph Martin book. I started reading it. <laughs> it was kind of like the Mother Teresa really cooking my light situation where I was like, um, mm. I got about like a quarter of the way through and I was like, that's like, no, I'm not even here yet. I can't even do like, mm-hmm. it was over to yeah. me. It was like overwhelming. I had like the opposite yeah. reaction. I was like, I, that's yeah. too much. I'm not there. I have to. There are some down. books that are exactly like yeah. that. Like I was like that with um, St. Faustina's diary. Mm. It was too intense for me. at mm. one point. And then also even like with John of the Cross, Dark Knight of the Soul is not a book to just pick up and read. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, yeah. it's like it really reading. is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of like, you know, like I th- I feel like yeah. there's a time that the Lord mm-hmm. leads you to some of those more um more intense books or or just yeah. that are particularly addressing like what you're where going we might be at spiritually. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, yeah, I think that's really true. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for me, um, John of the Cross, he, he actually has become, um, definitely one of my favorite saints for a number of reasons. So one I think is that, uh, I had an experience a number of years ago when I was discerning with a religious order and it was a very painful time for me. It was a very painful and kind of wounding experience, unfortunately, you know, which I think is good to say out loud that uh, yeah. not all discernment mm-hmm. experiences are, you know, cha- happy, chappy and hairy, happy and cheery. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not all happy and cheery. And, and there yeah. can be often a lot of pain associated with vocational discernment, not just for religious, yeah. Oh, life, yeah. like with every vocation, you know, um, yeah. and it was very, very, very wounding for me, but, but um, it, what had happened in the months leading up to when I left was that I was having this very intense period of desolation. And I know that it was spiritual desolation. Like I was walking Mm -hmm. with a um, spiritual director at the time and, you know, and classically it was like intense spiritual desolation, but part of the issue is that it wasn't seen as that with the people that I was in the religious order with. And so anyways, it all kind of culminated on me with me leaving that order, but I left on the feast day of St. John of the Cross. So Mm -hmm. that was the day that our meeting had been set for. And, and it was very personal to me because I was also at the time reading um, Dark Knight of the Soul Mm -hmm. and, and like having that resonance of, he says in that book that, that it's not that God is far away, but it's actually that he is nearer to us than he has ever been. And because he is nearer to us in his goodness, it illuminates in us even more all of the imperfections, all of the wound, all of mm-hmm. the, and the pain of that mm-hmm. is, um, is like this, this dark night, you know, like is yeah. so intense. Um, so that was, that was definitely a huge thing for me, but also even for my own vocation, like I'm a consecrated virgin and, I spent a lot of time discerning with different religious orders and all of these kind of things. And uh, a long time ago, when I was discerning at one point, a sister had said to me, what would it look like if Jesus proposed to you? And I just kind of had this image in my heart of him on the cross saying, this is my proposal for you. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, it was one of those moments, like, you know, where you just cannot doubt that this is God, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> 
profound, like it's not your brain doing things or, you know, it's like I'm breaking in with something important. So, uh, so then when I was discerning consecrated virginity and kind of coming back to all of these things and had started experiencing kind of these areas of more intense suffering in my life and all of those kind of things. And it just turned out that the date of my consecration was September 14th, which is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Mm -hmm. And it also happens to be my baptism day. So it was like, yeah. So it was like all of those kind of things. So this spirituality of the cross and, you know, especially through St. John of the Cross has been, has been huge for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm really grateful to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I I just had a thought where it's like, I want to say to people, you know, when you, the saints are are people to be encountered, you know, and I mm. think that sometimes, and that's why maybe, maybe the Lord like led me to share that I haven't read the interior castle or, you know, it's not like I, it's not like our experiences at St. John of the Cross are, 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 are super well studied in terms of all of his writings and everything. And not that that's a bad thing. Like that's so beautiful that we have access to all of this, but yeah. not to be intimidated by thinking like, well, I have to, I have to like read everything that a saint has written or whatever to really get to know them. Like, I think the saints are people that God, you know, yeah, he's, he's gifted them to us as, as people, as companions, people who can be with us on the journey, especially understand Mm -hmm. the suffering that we go through. Um, You know, and I just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just want to say, don't be afraid if you have, sometimes it's almost for me, like making a new friend, you know, like you, you sort of meet someone and you kind of chat a little bit and you sort of like feel that sense of like, you're hitting it off kind of, and then you kind of want to talk to them a little bit more. So if you're listening to this and St. John Mm -hmm. of the Cross is kind of doing that for you, where you're like, oh, I kind of feel like. Then prepare for suffering (laughs) in your life to come because that is what, just kidding. It's called St. John of the Cross. That's right. It's not St. John of the funny. The rainbows and the, no, but it's Of the cute kittens. I um oh. I, I read a I think it was a Facebook somebody posted this on Facebook the other day but or, or maybe it was a, I'm not sure exactly where I saw this but you know talking about the saints and it was it was somebody who I think was Catholic but had just never really um, thought about the saints as much and then they were kind of like I I kind of want to but I don't really know where to start so then they just mm. prayed this prayer of like okay Lord introduce me to some saints that are good. <laughs> That you want, that are, I don't know, you know, Um, (laughs) and then ended up, I think there was like, like went to mass and there was a certain saint feast day and they looked up the saints and it was like, they just resonated and started reading, you know, so that you could, that's another way to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. Lord, which saint, which saint is my saint right now? Who's the one that I need (laughs) to talk to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even to recognize like how they come in and out of our lives and Mm -hmm. like during different times or seasons or, and that was actually super cool because at my consecration, I got to do the thing that they do at ordinations where you lay on Mm -hmm. the floor in the middle of the cathedral and they sing the, yeah, the uh, The litany litany. of the saints. But for that, I got to pick the saints. Like there's, there's Mm. the standard saints that, you know, they always sing, but then you can pick also and add to whichever saints have been you know, an influence in your life. So it was like, even the process of picking those saints was like going back over memory lane of like, oh my gosh, yeah, I remember when I read this from this or when I was going through this or when I was, you know, and and just seeing like, it just makes the communion of saints be very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. real, you know? Yeah. Which it is. So yeah, yeah exactly. It's very cool. Exactly. Sweet. Okay, well, why don't I, um, I'm going to read this quote that yes. we that we picked uh, to kind of guide a little bit of the discussion today, which is really beautiful. So it's a different one than the thicket quote that our name comes from. 
So John writes this, And I saw the river over which every soul must pass to reach the kingdom of heaven, and the name of that river was suffering. And I saw a boat which carries souls across the river, and the name of that boat was love. Mm-hmm. So Good one. And he's like known for that, you know, of these, yeah. even passing these notes out of, um, you know, out of the cell or whatever, like these great kind of like one line. Can you imagine being bombs. the, yeah. the guard? Can you imagine being the guard? Exactly. Just like, he's like oh reading. my gosh. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> just like every day he's just oh, getting past these right. like these little notes and he's like, this yeah. is golden. Yeah. yeah that's can you, right. can that's you right. read it again, Aaron? Yes. <laughs> A hundred percent I can. I got a new phone. Now I have face ID. It's oh. very new for me. <laughs> oh Love my. It. Yes. And I saw the river over which every soul must pass to reach the kingdom of heaven. And the name of that river was suffering. And I saw a boat which carries souls across the river. And the name of that boat was love. That's so cool. Mm. so what strikes me is that like okay so the first thing is like suffering is inevitable yep that's exactly what it's inevitable struck struck me you got it you got to cross over the river of suffering Mm -hmm. but then my first my next thought was okay well how do you you know some like it sounds like it would be a lot worse to try to swim across the river of suffering Mm -hmm. than to slide over in a boat Mm. yeah you know what i mean yeah and how many of us are maybe trying to avoid suffering or we are afraid to love because it seems like love is going to take us right across that river, but then we end up just being stuck in the muck and the mud of the river anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just being like, where, like, God, where are you calling me to love today? And like that, that will take to that. And that will help us navigate the sufferings in our life. I don't know exactly, Mm -hmm. but like, anyway, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. it makes me think even a little bit about, um, I don't know, like Pelagianism. Is that the heresy where you earn heaven? I think so. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. We might get angry theologian phone calls after that. <laughs> um, but, but even a sense of like that, because if you're, I, know, I never thought about that, like the river, <laughs> that there would be another way to be in it, you know, like like swimming. Yeah. That never even occurred to me. But if you were swimming in the, in the river, it's like... Like, it's not possible to, like, there's a boat there, you know? So even, yeah. even sometimes it's like, <laughs> why would you, there's a boat, why would you take the boat? Just take the boat. Yeah. But really, yeah. like, I mean, sometimes even that, like, I feel that in myself. Like, I'm struggling in my own, mm. in my own suffering. Like, if it's not, if it's not surrender to the Lord, or if it's not, I don't know, if the Lord is not in it somehow, or I'm not with him in it somehow, then then it's just like me floundering in a river that I cannot cross that I'm like drowning in and and it's just carrying you somewhere else and yeah 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 Yeah, I had sort of two thoughts kind of along those lines and first I think like this suffering sometimes there's there's obviously levels right so sometimes being in the boat of love while you're going down the river of suffering means okay I woke up and I'm feeling kind of crappy today but like I'm gonna say my morning prayer and God gives me sort of a bit of grace or or somebody else in my family or my life comes in and, and just kind of helps me out of that rut a little bit, and then I move on with my day and, and whatever you know and those are like little sufferings I feel like we go through every day but I think all three of us in our own sharing with each other we've gone through sufferings that are like okay I like this is this pain is is unbearable <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's it's not pain that I can kind of work through and then get up and move on it's it's right. it's just unbearable and I think yeah. 
that kind of suffering for me, it, the boat of love in the midst of that suffering, getting on that boat has been a very interesting journey because (laughs) I Mm. think for me, part of it has been receiving the Lord's answer to the question, like, am I actually loved? You know what I mean? Like, I think, Mm. I think part of getting on the boat of love that's Mm. hard is that I I don't really believe that I am loved, you know? And so Mm. it's kind of like I go through this really intense suffering and pain at the end of which I kind of have to throw up my hands. I remember like Diana from a previous podcast of ours, I was just listening to what she had to say the other day. And she's talking about, you just get to the end of your rope and you're like, I have nothing. I really have nothing Mm. left. And it's like at that point that the Lord has has said to me, I, and I love you right now. Mm. Like when you have nothing, I love you, you know, and that experience has been like, almost like a pressure cooker of like, oh, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. And then hearing that, hearing in, in whatever way God chooses to, to, to give that to me, I, I love you, has been just like the release of, oh, okay. And so it's, I'm still in pain, but I'm on the, I can feel that I'm on the boat now. I am on the boat right. of love, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. When I think well, about that me. boat. Oh, sorry. You go, you go. Oh, oh I just I, was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. Okay. Um, no, I just, I just realized as you were talking, Rachel, that when I was thinking about this, the boat of love, I'm thinking that I'm the one who has to love. And mm. what you're saying is to receive love, the boat of of receiving the love of God. Um, and it, I think it can be both, but I just yeah, like absolutely. hadn't even thought of that. So that's mm-hmm. cool. That's actually, yeah, that's exactly kind of what I, because my first, my first instinct when I read that was even to think about because of the person that it's coming from and looking at his description of the stages of the spiritual life and things like that. Like, even if we look at kind of these three stages of the purgative stage, the illuminative stage and the unitive stage of the spiritual life, they're motivated by different things, right? Mm-hmm. So like the first stage of um, of purification in, in the purgative stage is motivated by fear, like largely by fear, you know, mm-hmm. of like loss of heaven or loss of God or, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. not being good or not, you know, like um, somehow not measuring up or things like that, which is, which is all of us. I, we all, like, that's the point of the stages is that we all go through yeah. them, you know? Right, right. But then, so like even looking at that, like the boat that really crosses, the only one that is sufficient to cross the river of suffering is love. So that the Lord is bringing us to this place where our love for him, the only thing that is really in the end sufficient to to encounter the suffering or to proceed through the suffering is love for him because other things will just make us abandon it. Like if it's not that, we, why would we like why would we go through this through this suffering if if in the end there wasn't um, like it wasn't guided by love of him, you know, like even if I think about my relatives, like why or or like supporting somebody who's suffering, like why would I go through make sacrifices for them, go through like all of those kind of things if I just like the color of their hair, mm-hmm. or I was just like afraid yeah. of them not picking me up from work next week, or I right. was like, you know, like those right. are very inconsequential. Yeah. So that was like one thing, and then the other was thinking about like. Like when you were talking, Rachel, I, about like our own sufferings, I was thinking back to this one time when when we were doing this Exodus 90 thing and we were in my office mm-hmm. meeting mm-hmm. and I was like losing it. Mm-hmm. And 
like just feeling the weight of all of these things and how like the three of you, the two of you plus our secret mm-hmm. prayer partner, how the three of you were my boat. Like, and mm-hmm. the reason you were there was because you love me and that the Lord mm-hmm. was so present in that and was revealing his love for me in that in such a beautiful way. So even, even the inclusion of like that boat is not just me and the Lord, like it's bigger than that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, right. So true. So true. That is really oh, beautiful. So cool. We'll see John. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this quote is something, yeah, I, I, so many things have come out that I have to think about now too, like the boat of love as, as what love am I called to give as well as where am I called to receive it? And it's, it's, he's giving us in a sense in this poetic way, like the antidote, but not to suffering, you know, like suffering isn't going to end because you get on the boat of love, but but it, the boat of love is the way through. Like you, there is a way through basically. Yeah. 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 It, it makes know? me think of like parents, you know, and when like the things that parents do for their kids and that they, you know, parents just, you just love your kids. I don't have kids, but I, my parents mm-hmm. love me and I've seen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and even, you know, even when I've had times, you know, I can remember um, in different, um, different times in my life when I've been in some sort of ministry role or had kind of maybe a, a, a mom role in my life Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone who's, who I'm kind of responsible for needed to talk at, you know, whatever in the hour in the morning or whatever it is. And just realizing like, oh, I am, there's, I, I'm completely desiring to be here for this person right now. Um, even though it's kind of a suffering for me, or I might have other stuff that I need to do, like whatever, mm-hmm. sleep or something. Um, but there's, it's just so in realizing like, oh yeah, this, like that grace of, of love does it kind of the suffering almost becomes irrelevant mm-hmm. because of the love for the person, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think like parents are good to look look to as examples of that, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least there's a break in it, you know? Like even if you think about being in that boat, like it's a boat of love. Like there is a separation from suffering and it like it does the suffering is still yeah. there. It's still tossing the boat around. It's still, you know, it's still there's still an effect of the waves and an effect of mm-hmm. the movement of the water. But right. it's a much different experience than it is if you are, yeah, if you were just drowning in the water itself, drowning, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. you're not. Yeah, you're, you're working with it. You're working with the suffering yeah. and you're, you're letting it become part of your vehicle. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's like the wind are pushing you. Ooh, oh, that's girl. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're like, yeah, yeah. You're not fighting it anymore. You're letting it carry you to Ooh. this kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven. Yeah. So beautiful. Huh. I love it. Oh, man. Ladies. That's so, that's so good. Okay. I'm going to take about 40 things that you've said and pray with them now. (laughs) Um, But maybe let's turn it to some God winks for this, for this week, shall we? Mm -hmm. Anybody want to go first? I can go again. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think, I think something for me this week that was, I just, I had a lot going on this week, um, school-wise and <laughs> just everything. Um, but I, and then Thursday I had, I had a good day, I had a spiritual direction appointment and a counseling appointment. Um, and just both of them were really wonderful. And I just felt so, um, 
Like, it's not like, oh, now all of my inter- interior stuff that I'm working on is is totally clear or something, but just little, little sparks of light and direction. And also just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like, it was just good. So those are my God winks for this week. Um, just, cool. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just grounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can go next. So I think my God wink for this week is that we had enough food at my house for the whole week. <laughs> So like I cooked some food last weekend and then we had like, and then my sister's birth, like my parents sent back food to our, to where I live in Hamilton. And so I just didn't have to worry about food, which, you know, I love cooking and I love food, but it just freed up some time so I could mm-hmm. do other stuff. And I was like, thank you Lord for no delicious Sweet. food. So it's like simple yeah. things, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I I had, you ladies kind of know my Godwink because you were a little bit in it at the moment. But this uh, this week, there was, yeah, somebody who's close to me who was experiencing some, like a lot of suffering. And uh, so I was kind of going over, I was going to help them out a little bit um, or just be with them. And they, so I was stopping at Starbucks to bring some Starbucks. And I was like feeling a little bit like, you know, when you get into that place and there's somebody close to you suffering, you can't do anything about it, or you can do very little about it. Like you can't take away their suffering and it's like painful, you know? Mm. Um, And I wasn't sure if they were going to really be okay or what was happening. And um, anyway, so I stopped at Starbucks to get something for, for us. And I, realized that my purse was in the trunk and I was like oh no I'm using my app so I hope I have enough money on there oh I should have enough money it was like $18.70 you know guess how much the bill was $18.70 like (laughs) exactly you know and then I was chatting with the the barista there because the drinks were you know took a little while to make whatever and she was talking about how her birthday was coming up in November and the date Mm -hmm. of her birthday is the exact same date of the birthday of the person that I was going to see who is not Mm. having that you know so and the Lord I find like he does that sometimes with me like just those things that are like they're not really coincidences you know come on there like oh my gosh yeah like him being like don't like don't freak out I'm still here totally I'm in control my control yeah Yeah. totally so in the details in a way that's beautiful that's beautiful and everything yeah that's great. Exactly. Love it. Man, cool. Okay, so maybe uh, I know you say this kind of in the end segment of this, of the, the music that comes after we're done, Rachel. But mm-hmm. if people are listening, I want to ask everybody if you wouldn't mind going on to whatever device or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on mm-hmm. and giving us a rating and a review because that actually helps us a lot to, um, mm-hmm. to get word out to people about the podcast and to help reach more people so I'm like I'm like maybe we can be one of Apple podcasts new and no- noteworthy podcasts <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah which feels like shameless self-promotion except for I'm like no the Lord has arranged too much of this for it to be <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not about us it's about no, Jesus no. <laughs> That's right. exactly yes, yes. Exactly. and, and suffering yay oh my gosh okay well always a pleasure ladies yeah happy feast day saint john the cross happy saint john the cross everybody all right we'll god bless you next week god bless you bye
Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.